One beautiful pod. Uh, let's propose to these earbuds for the audience for episode 177. Let's cop it off, brother. Let's go. Oh, all right. Yeah. I thought you were just going to go right into it. I was like, flow I know you it. did. Flow clap me something. Please clap me something. I yeah, still exactly. love it. All right. Ready? Yep. ready? One, two, three. Welcome back, everybody. The most awesome and brand new sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 177 for your interrupts. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell friends. Use an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandon. And with me, as always, I'm down on one knee asking for a pod partner. Most awesome. You had me at hello. <laughs> <laughs> you had that's me at the clap damn it that was that's nice no that was good that's good i usually we can edit that i usually yeah. I, I usually don't you free flow at the end with your outro i, usually I like that write my intro but i was just like this it felt good in the moment it felt i like that i like that it was very organic it flowed yeah. right into it i liked it yeah we i love it when you challenge yourself on these podcasts brandon i do buddy i like to stress it out a little bit sometimes you remember i used to challenge myself it was just like how much of this tequila can I drink and still fire off a pod? But <laughs> sometimes I'm gonna switch it up. Um, guys, we have a jammed packed episode 177. We're doing riff from the headlines, NBA finals chapter two. We're gonna check in after game five has wrapped up. We'll talk about that. Gonna do Rogers Watch. Gonna look at what Aaron Rodgers thinks, where he's gonna land. Gonna hit the MAB inbox. Got one we gotta make up for and a couple we're gonna touch on. MA MA parenting tip summer slide that's right most also back in the driver's seat kids back for summer learn a little bit on how to handle that neapolitan showdown top things to do on planes you know it's remind me brother too i do want to talk on this i want to talk a little bit about one of our classic neapolitan showdowns around three mm. years ago we did the worst people on planes i think we did that right we that did oh like yes we did the ages i almost <laughs> want to cut that in and replay it that was a <laughs> and we're gonna finish as we always do with our mvp of the week ladies and gentlemen you're our power it starts now extra extra read all about it Talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right. Ripped from the headlines. NBA Finals Chapter 2. So we are through Game 5. We have the yes. clock rattling off three in a row. Uh, Phoenix Suns 2. Uh, they say the NBA like playoff series doesn't start till the home team loses. Do you prescribe to that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, this, this late in the series too, it, it's like definitely a, it definitely shifted the momentum of what we thought was going to happen. Right. You know, yeah. sons go win two, bucks, go home, win two. Uh, then on the road, carrying a little bit of that momentum. Then now they've got it back on their home court for game six here coming up on Tuesday night. Uh, yeah, it's it's quite a series now. Way, way different than what we were talking about last pod. Yeah, thousand percent. So Phoenix wins 2-0. And it's kind of been, I mean, you definitely watch basketball longer than I have. I feel like the tale of these playoffs have been like home teams going up 2-0 and then it becoming a series. Because like, I think like on the macro, you think like 2-0, like they'll cruise, they'll get it done in five, like maybe six. Yeah. But it's like there's been so many series where home team goes up 2-0. 
everyone reacts and ready to hand Chris Ball his chip and just talk about where he was legacy. And we're just as guilty of it. Mm-hmm. And now like, now they're staring down like three, two, like they got to go two and zero against the box. Well, in, in this, this series shifted on a dime too. I mean, cause the, the bucks were not, and we talked about this, that the bucks have been like the most inconsistent finals yep. team. And I think it's proof positive in this series. Cause Oh, down Oh two bucks in Milwaukee. It was like, they'd be lucky to get one out the way that, Drew Holiday and Middleton were, were playing, you know, Chris Middleton came alive in a couple of those games where it was just like, man, he was like, you know, way playing above his, his weight class. Uh, I think it was game four. He was like, or maybe it was game three. He was pretty dominant in one of those two games. Um, it's been, it's been such an up and down series that it's like, I, I, I question everything. This NBA finals makes me question like my knowledge of basketball. Cause I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I, I know what is going on in this series. I 100% agree. So you look back and it's just like, obviously the tale of this. And I think there's great points. We're not the one saying it, but I, you never look back and you're just like, Oh, that's the season of injuries. Like we'll never remember that. Like we'll just no. see bucks or sons. And we'll be like, Oh, that's who won it this that year. And like, it was a weird one, but it will say like, is it almost seems on the buck side, like it is, you can build a team out of role players and you don't need a big three. You can build a team out of role players, and if everyone can kind of get hot at the right time, like it'll carry you. Because I think like we had, like the Drew Holiday game, like for Game Five, we had like the right. Chris Milton game for like Game Four. Like it just seemed like all these guys are cooking at just the right time and enough. And Giannis, like knock on wood, was able to like overcome that hyperextension. It's just like okay, well, this is what this is. Maybe like the NBA seemed like all these guys just need to go to the same team, and maybe that's not the case. Yeah, no, it is. It's great to even and even with Chris Paul too and the Suns. Like either of these teams winning is great f- uh, to you know rally against the the big th- the notion of the big three, right? What yeah. Brooklyn, what the Brooklyn Nets did, and they're well within the rights to do it. They're trying to win, you know, and signing you know KD and and Irving colluding together to sign, um, and then them figuring out a way. Fired, colluding. Nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that, they did it. They knew they, yeah. they, you know, much like, much like fucking LeBron decided to go to the Heat in with with Bosch and Wade. You know, the, well, tell me, how, how do you think those conversations happen? I know this is a little bit of tangent, but we have the time. Like, how do yeah, you think? Of course, is is it LeBron James like calling Dwayne Wade and and they're just like, we need one more, and then they just like. They, they text like five dudes. Are, are they like, are they careful about sending out texts? Cause they don't want to like text one dude. That's not going to be on board and make him like, make the other people feel like they're a fourth like choice. Like, how do you think it happens? Yeah. Well, that one, the LeBron going to Miami with Wade and with, was, was it, was it, was there a conversation of just like, you guys come to Cleveland and wait, it was just like, no way. I don't know how that all worked. I know. Pat, I, know, I, know well, I know there's a, a lot big, of like past yeah. salary things you can salary cap things you can't remember which is yeah exactly yeah i i do believe that it was you know they all came out in the same draft class so they were relatively like on the same deal structure around the same time when he was going to announce he was leaving so you know i think a lot of it started a lot of it started actually with the like olympic basketball like them playing together with bosch with wade them having like a kinship you know dating back to when they first entered in the league you know, I think it was one of those things where, and if I, if I had a better memory, you could probably read the tea leaves of how those, they were going to go about, you know, from the, I think it was the 2012 Olympics 
where they started, or maybe it was 2008, drink everybody. But that's where they kind of organized that, that, that idea of we're going to go to Miami. Miami was uh, the best destination above Toronto or uh, Ohio to go to because of the tax friendly implications of the state so we're all going to go and do this and we're all going to take a little bit less you know uncle sam is going to wet his beak as as significantly in florida as it would in ohio or toronto so that's i think you know and obviously pat riley's there and spolster's there like it's a it's a fundamentally it's a good organization i think some of that plays into it versus like toronto or or the Cavs. what were you expecting on the decision like did you think like he was going to leave Oh, yeah, the decision was like, you know, the decision I thought like he was going to stay because I think I believed in this, um, this idyllic, you know, version of hometown boy. Yeah, wanting to make, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I think I was bought into that. I was like, no way he's going to leave. Like, because also too to like leave on a grand stage like that. Yeah. is a like a dagger of a move to a city without it with with no one knowing without the city really yeah. knowing and they didn't know like gilbert and the Cavs like really didn't know i probably looking back at it hindsight being what it is should have realized that when they were donating i think it was like three million dollars to the boys and girls club from the decision I should have known that the writing was on the wall that he was probably going to leave because that was like a PR cover fire for yeah, what was yeah, about to happen. Yeah, exactly. No one makes an announcement. It's just like, hey, what's up? I'm about to do the same. Perfect. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> right, 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 right. And, and we're also donating three million bucks in the process. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that's good. Okay, so getting back to present day. Oh, I could talk that forever. So it's right now. Do you think the Suns still have a chance to pull this out? I, mean, I, think, they, I think they do. Two in a row. You know, sons and two. Sons and two. Sons and two. Sons and two. Yeah, I mean, I think, and uh, there's anything possible. I mean, Devin Booker has been excellent in this series for the Suns. Chris Paul, not so much. I mean, no, he had that late turnover in, in Game Five, but you know, he's been putting up some points, and Chris Paul's been a little, little shaky. Uh, Aiton has been a little on the quiet side, but I think anything's possible. I mean, they're these teams are not so. You know, the, the Bucks aren't so dominant in one aspect of the game where I think it's going to carry over. I think they have a chance. I think it's an uphill battle, you know, to go, you know, the Bucks only have to go one for two. They got to go. The sun's got to go perfect from here on out. So um, it's a it's a pretty historic turnaround, in my opinion, quite honestly, from where I thought it was, what, two weeks ago to where it is today. Yeah. Do you think uh, you mean for the finals or yeah. the, the conference? Yeah, just the momentum of it. I was so certain that the bucks or that the Suns were going to win. Like yeah. I, I felt like I was hedging my bets, just saying Suns and six, quite honestly, because I didn't think that they were going to have an answer the, the, as poorly as the supporting cast around Giannis was playing. Yeah. And, and the Giannis point. wasn't like a guy that would be able to shoot threes. And, you know, I mean, he can dominate on both ends of the basket, but his offensively, he's a little limited. You know what I mean? He can't, he can't just go ISO and carry it like a Kawhi could in Toronto. Yeah, especially because he like you're moving from his game also the free throws like yes. unlike the the other like the quiz or whatever like take an opportunity to get to the line like worst case scenario like that's legit the worst case scenario for Giannis right. is like to go to the line like can't get the points but it seems like getting a little wise um yeah so uh, they are cooking a little bit like Suns got to win uh, two more what for Chris Paul's drop off 
do you put it at? Like what, what is it like, is it an injury we don't know about? Is it like inconsistency? Cause honestly there, there were games in the last series where you look absolutely unstoppable. Like, I mean, like yeah. that's just kind of like that nine footer from like the slight angle. And it's just like, Oh, he kind of dominates that. Like he sees the court, like, you know, probably like top five in the league would not be an argument. Like how he sees everything moving. Like why does he kind of have these weird off games? Yeah, and I think it could just be like he's pressing a little bit too much. I think he's trying to do too much. I mean, I think in these moments, you know, it's like he well, wants he, 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 he almost, yeah, he he almost wants it too bad. Yeah, he has to see this as his last opportunity, right? Yeah, that's real one for sure. But best opportunity. Yeah. So I think it's just like he's just pressing really hard. He's making dumb turnovers. Um you know, and then, you know, if the shots aren't falling, you know, everything starts to magnify quite a bit when you're getting those, when you're in, you know, in the flow of things, those jumpers are just dropping very nicely and everything's going the way it should. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's struggling and, and Drew Holiday is a good defender. You know, he hasn't played well at all offensively, uh, but Drew Holiday is a solid defender. So he's, he is going to give Chris Paul a little bit of his, you know, his run for his money. I think we saw this a little bit of Atlanta Hawks. They did do it once, but can you win when your point guard's off like this deep in the playoffs? Do you need, do you need your point guard? Like obviously like your three spot or whatever, like you can like miss some shooting. Like uh, Chris Middleton's not on like the Bucks can still win a game. Like does Chris Paul have to be on, on the Phoenix Sun side to win a basketball game? I mean, it depends, you know, that he has to be as dominant of a force as he is. You know what I mean? You, you have to have somebody to initiate the offense or settle things offensively when you need a bucket. And Chris Paul is that for the Suns. So if he can't do that, if he can't figure out where to move the ball and, and how to collectively kind of organize the team offensively, yeah, it's going to be detrimental. I mean, you know, you could make the argument from a position standpoint of point guard would say like the Lakers, but we all know that that was LeBron's role, even though he was playing like a wing, small forward, power forward hybrid, right? We didn't need, yeah. you know, two years ago, we didn't need, you know, uh, you know, we didn't need their point guard shit. Who was their point guard? Was it Rajon Rondo? I can't remember the bubble drink everybody. That's twice. Um, but anyways, like you didn't need those guys to like truly step up and constantly organize the offense because LeBron was going to do it. You know what I mean? Um, you know, yeah, you, you, you need, all, you need point guards, but not if you've got somebody to organize the offense. They can run through it. Yeah. So it's like a ball. I want to ask this real fast. I meant to ask it in book club. I know no one knows what we're talking about. We, we did read um, the breaks of the game. Uh, the game which we uh it would be highly recommend i don't know like if it's if it's sitting somewhere recent pages see what you think like I, like how are the positions so it used to be like one through five can you talk yeah. me through five positions and how this kind of adapted now like is that still really a thing yeah it's we we, we uh it is positionless basketball i would say there's still kind of like a, a like an organization of you're this type of player uh, and so this is where you kind of go in the court, but in, in the, in the breaks of the game, they, they were very specific of like a, a point yeah. guard brings the ball up, a shooting guard, you know, is, you know, quicker and, you know, can either, you know, jump, shoot jumpers or slash the basket. Like I want to ask, so, so uh, a shooting guard, so that would be the two guard. He's yeah. quicker than the point guard point guard. No, he, He's not, he might not be as quick. He might not be quicker than the point guard, but he has to be like a quick player, right? He can slash the basket, cut, 
um you know and obviously shooting implies that he can shoot a jumper as well too and, and the point guard is obviously like your best ball handler or yeah. like really good at handling the ball best so it's handler, one, yeah. two so what's what's the three doing three is a small forward um you know a lot of times could be again a little bit bigger version of your shooting guard maybe a little less emphasis on shooting more on uh quickness rebounding helping out chipping away at that then you have your power forward right somebody who is going to play on the low block or in a high low you know game with the center you know kind of maybe free throw line extended he's your four position and then your center is your classic like back to the basket post up on the low block and you know look to work the ball in uh, power forwards are also you know heavy rebounders uh, maybe you know play physical defense uh same with the centers you know rim protectors that sort of thing so, am i an anomaly because i'm fantastic at rebounding and a corner three am i just like just yes like- you're you're the you're the classic you're the classic d and three wing right <laughs> that's you b that that's you you know what Send i mean corner play a little defense yeah yeah you're pj All tucker <laughs> oh perfect bro okay uh who do you have winning the series how do you think this falls out I mean, fuck now. I think it now, now I kind of think it's going to be the Bucks, man. I mean, the momentum is so their way, right? You know, yeah. Oh, I want to ask you before you left, too. Like, I think I know we got, um, at least, uh, whatever, uh, two more games to play, three more games to play could happen. Yeah, was it five? No, two. seven. Yeah, so there are two more games to play. Um, I think Giannis could get the MVP if the Bucks lose the series and it goes to a game seven, which would have to for them to lose a series. Like I, I think Giannis could win. And it, what was that happened once? I think I know it happened once. once in the NFL. Yeah, I think it yeah. happened once in the NBA. Would you agree? Like I think Chris Paul had a like if Chris Paul was just average in a few other losses, but he had like a terrible game four. So I think like that's enough. Like if the Suns won, it's just like where and Booker has been kind of like decent in some spots about Giannis has been like the talk of the town and come back from the injury. Do you think that's a possibility? Yeah, I, I would almost think that that's the safest bet, right? In this yeah, whole thing, yeah. is, is that Giannis even winning the MVP, even if they lose? Even if they lose, okay, great. I was wondering yeah. if you thought, yeah. I think yeah, that. I mean, you, you look back at it, he's been so dominant. Statistically, he stands out, but he's also had like two of the most memorable plays in this series. Talking about, you know, the, the block against Ayton, right where he recovered off of the alley-oop yeah, yeah. that was incredible and then you know this game five where running in the break and catching that oop at the end i mean those are moments which you know mvps are kind of won and built on you know especially when you get when you're giving like andre Iguodala, you know the mvp <laughs> sure, you know yeah. way back when um yeah jerry west was the first nba player to win actually a finals mvp and he was also the first one ever to win it for a losing team uh, his the Lakers lost to the Celtics uh, three games to four. Obviously, um, he averaged thirty seven point nine points per game, four and a half rebounds, seven and a half assists, shot forty nine percent, and about eighty four percent from the line. They didn't have three point shoots uh, shots back then, nor do they keep track of steals or or uh, turnovers or um, uh, blocks. But we do know that Jerry West would have been a really good defender he was a five-time all nba defensive player in the last five years of his career from ages 30 to 35 so we know he probably would have been a force on both ends the way Giannis is i was really trying to make a case for the parallels between Giannis losing and jerry west is losing and why it would be like a reasonable solution and and there is 
there is like something to be said for Giannis winning. I mean, in the in the finals, he is averaging like the highest field goal percentage, 61.2%, tied with Kawhi and Shaq. Um, he's got one of the best like rebounding averages, about 13 a game. Uh, he's averaging 32 points a game, five and a half assists. It's very like it's very Akeem like his stats and rebounds, blocks, steals. He's not obviously a center by trade, you know, but he is basically like the focal, like the interior presence on the both defensive end and offensive end. And he is solely dominant in this entire series. There is, there's been no one better. Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Aiden, none of these guys have been better than fucking Giannis in this thing. And then when you put the fact, like you said earlier, he's however many days removed from, you know, a couple of weeks now at this point, from a really bad hyperextended knee where he came back and I was doubtful that he would come back and played, you know, well, had like 20 and, you know, and 12 and then came back and followed up with a 40 point effort and has just gotten increasingly better. You know what I mean? He's been dominant. It's, it's unreal. Yeah. Do you think it's even a possibility right now? Do you think they would even consider giving the finals MVP two questions, finals MVP to the uh, player that didn't win? Yeah and win the finals I, I think that just might be out like i think they use like it's it's so right now right it's like social media buzz it's building the brand it's and it's just it would seem like counterproductive to your product as much as it may be earned to give it to like someone that didn't win because it's, it's kind of removing like the remove the wind out of your sails on like your product yeah i think so and and i think there's something to be said about it the first time they awarded it was the first time that a player on a losing team won it. It's never happened since. So yeah. there was a little like un you know newness to it that 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 uh, uh, they didn't probably think through and just was like yeah he was the best player in this series didn't matter win or lose, uh, you know yeah ultimately if Chris Paul you know it's it's gonna come down to if the Suns win it'll be a split decision on Chris Paul and Devin Booker and maybe they give it to Chris Paul, just because, you know, he's kind of the elder statesman, you know, sometimes I, I, I truly like question the, those finals MVPs when, you know, when you, when you think back at it, who's got those signature moments in the series, you know, um, you know, I, for the Suns, I, it's hard to tell. It's hard to pinpoint. Yeah. Dog here too. Cause I want to talk to you and I forget to keep asking you this, but just like, you know, MVP awards like series like should we like factor in playoffs like should playoffs matter should they because like you got your team to playoffs should finals matter like should there be like a postseason MVP as opposed to a finals that's this is a big yeah. dive when um there's plenty of months coming out without sports so please remind us <laughs> shoot us an email it may be sports podcast at gmail.com okay buddy um Rogers watch uh watch We'll keep doing this until he signs something or we see him put on a helmet of some sort. And we'll probably keep doing it after that too. Um, had an opportunity, I think during the golf game, had a little sound bite when um, he did win that. And thank God I couldn't get close to a laptop to bet everything I had against him because nothing would be more fun in the world to me than watching Aaron Rodgers lose. And if there's one sport you want to do that at, it ain't football. So anything right. else, I would be like, I'll do it. Like I'm in on this. Anyway, the thing, but like, I think it, like, what was the quote? It was like, we'll see, or like, I don't know, like, it wasn't like, I'm coming back or we'll figure it out. Like, he's still, he's leaning into this. Like, yeah, it's not settled. Business. He's leaning into it a lot. 
he's leaning into it very heavily. And I think it's in a very Aaron Rodgers way is a little bit of way of him exerting his power in this situation to not give a clear answer, to be a little aloof about this situation. Will he, won't he come back to the Packers, you know, because he hasn't really like expressively said that it's all these rumors that have come out. And I think it's, I think it's his way of kind of fucking with Mark Murphy and Brian Kutenkest, the GM of the, of the Packers that, you know, Hey, if you're going to fuck with me, I'm I'll fuck with you back. And, and guess what? I think it's, I think there's some truth to that when you consider that he hasn't made an announcement, the Packers return to training camp on July 27th. Yeah. And Mark Murphy has to meet, you know, for those that don't know, the Packers are the only team that are like owned by shareholders, right. And, and like, there's no primary owner. There is, you know, I forget 20 some odd thousand or or 300,000 shareholders of the green Bay Packers that own like 5 million shares. So, you know, Mark Murphy, the CEO is basically the GM and he has to meet with the shareholders. There you go. Crank it open. He's going to meet with the shareholders on the 26th of July. Do you think Aaron Rodgers, knowing Aaron Rodgers is going to give any clear, definite statement of, will I show up to training camp before Mark Murphy has that meeting with the shareholders? Yeah. So let's look at this. Like, here's, here's a question I want to ask you. Like, so we know he has an ego problem. We know he's a piece of shit. Like, this is just facts. Ask and answer. Like, I just like, what's his end game on this? Because I feel like he's really the guy that I think I'm getting a vibe of, like, really likes to flex and really like, yeah. If the point of this is showed no one controls you, like, the apex of that is to not return and play for Green Bay, which right. is becoming unavoidable because if he actually goes back and plays for Green Bay, it looks like he pulled his cards a little bit. And he also just rankled like, you know, 50% of the fan base for no reason of just returning when he could have just made it simple. He knew he was going to go back. That's why I don't think he's going to go back. Cause it's already like, he's like, he's already pissing off the fan base into a city. He doesn't want to go back to cause it's cool as fuck. Like he's married now. And he's like, and they drafted like, you know, a quarterback Love. Draft, yeah. which, which he's trying to dig his feet in about. And it's just like, it would look like he folded, which his biggest thing for his ego to me, like what I'm seeing is like, he wants to show that he never folds that he is willing to push his chips all in. And so now it would be like, just, it would be really anti the strategy. I think we're trying to prove. And I think, mm-hmm. it, I think maybe this got away from him too. I agree. Maybe told his agent and he's just like, I don't really want to go back there. Can we get a set of Green Bay? I think maybe like it all got mixed up. And then like, and it became this big story. And now like Aaron Rodgers, ego wise, like had to like double down on a bet he didn't want to do. Like I think yeah. maybe internally, like maybe I can get out of here if I can, like I'll stay another year. Like one, and that was so big, but his, his ego supersedes like his dedication to the team where it's just like, all right, well, I have to show that like no one controls Aaron Rodgers. So I'll go wherever I want to go. Yeah. Uh, he, and unfortunately he, ha- he has no leverage in that decision. And in fact, you know, from a financial standpoint, you know, he's got $35 million as a reason to show up to camp, you know, maybe not right there for training camp, but he's got roster bonuses. They would, they wouldn't have to pay. He's got a bonus. He's got salary. It's uh, 35 million bucks that the Packers wouldn't have to pay him. So, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a big thing. Like, I think Aaron Rodgers could make $35 million in a year. 
like host in jeopardy just like whatever commercials like i, yeah, I think he could he and could and also like when and I, i'm gonna let you go for a little bit i'll take the leash off when's the last time we saw i think Le'Veon bell was the last one we saw that like got zero salary i mean there hasn't been like a lot of like straight i'm sitting out situation yeah like with quarterback i don't think so no and 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 at this stage state stage of the game like that, that even gives him more like he can't force them to trade him and they're they're probably not going to trade him but they, like, would, they mean, would equally okay, this is this is fine so i'm not gonna take the leash off but this is what i'll dig in like him i think him sitting out two games like as soon as they're like he's just doing this like there's nothing we can do they're going to trade him because it's just like if he sits out two games he sits out infinite games like as soon as they realize like how dedicated he is to making this point how much he doesn't care about being hated by the fan base they're like shit we got to move it we might as well move this asset because we're getting zero dollars for this right if that's assuming that they lose well it's assuming Aaron Rodgers doesn't play which I don't my premise is like he's not going to play for Green Bay Oh, are they assuming they lose the games? Yeah, if they go zero and two, I think you're a little bit. But if if he doesn't play, if they win, no, no, I still not, no, no I still, I, no, I still. Even if they go two and zero with Jordan Love, like that would even ostracize Aaron Rodgers more from wanting to be there. Like, right. and it, like it, his his value wouldn't diminish. But I'm saying as soon as Aaron Rodgers sits out for two games, if I was management, I would be like, all right, we're seeing his hand. Like he's not, he's not balking from this. He's not yielding because we're seeing who the kind of guy Aaron Rodgers is. Like he's very like committed to it. And it's just like, yeah. there's no, there's no universe where Aaron Rodgers sits out six games. It's just like, all right, I miss playing. Let's put the helmet back on. You yeah. called my bluff. That'll never happen. Yeah. And I don't, I don't even think it even gets to that point. Cause I think he shows up on July 27th. You think he plays? I think he plays. I, he's got, he's got nowhere to go. He has no leverage in the conversation. No leverage. Sure. He has, and and to your point, your Le'Veon Bell point is sitting out a year for a running back is is a challenge. Sitting out a year for a thirty five year old quarterback could be the yeah, end thousand, of his career. Thousand, I know, and in in my defense, I only brought Le'Veon Bell up because I think that's the only player in the last like ten years that's in like the top twenty salaries that like just walked away from the game. yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah, absolutely, and you know, and. You know, he might miss a little bit of training camp. I mean, I I could definitely see it like coming late into training camp and them working it out and him walking back into it. But I mean, I think like I think know, the fans already hate him. I think they already hate him. If he starts doing missing training camp, he's already hate him. It's like that's the one thing he needs is like adoration. Yes, but if he comes back and they start winning, they'll be fine and he'll be fine. Okay, every, every it'll all be water off a duck's back at that point. You know what I mean? It's like winning solves everything so if he just comes in and saunters back in everyone will be happy to have him that's what i'm saying like if if, if he loses that would be the worst thing in in that little if, or if the team wins rather he loses you know if they move on for him then it's like all right we're, we're this is great we don't have to pay your salary you sit out and who's gonna want to you know well that's, a, that's a, yeah that's the thing also like it you're right because like it he's still a hard value or like assets to trade for because the people that are trading for him are going to be like, all right, like, is he going to play? Like what Aaron Rodgers am I getting? If yeah. I have another Aaron Rodgers, I just want to be here. All right. So we'll do. Um, I think that, I think the divorce, I think a lot of people have said this, it's not just me is, is set for, for next off season, 2022. All right. We'll do the doomsday watch. Like they do with the apocalypse. 
Uh, but we're going to do the, the fuck that guy watch. And I'm going to set the time at 1135. We'll check Ooh. back. 1135 is a fuck that guy watch. To see what happens. Um, how? Uh, so then you must be rooting for the Suns then. Because Rogers owns a little bit of the Bucks. Oh, he does? Good yeah. information. Yep, that cleared it up. Putting all the money out. <laughs> I've never been worse in my life. I've missed like every final spell. I know. I'm tired of these motherfucking bucks fucking up my motherfucking bets. Oh, you know what man. I mean? Oh, um, non-related, but can you Venmo me 30 bucks? All right, let's hit the <laughs> inbox real fast. Let's do senior game. This comes from email of the year. Ooh. Banger. Bang. <laughs> I always hear about the senior game for college football referenced during the NFL draft. They seem to use it as part of the evaluation. Hmm. Uh, if it's so important, why is it this game or the practices more televised or hyped? What's going on, bro? It's great. This is great. Oh, shoot. I wish I would have known this. I do follow the guy that is the senior bowl talent evaluator for on Twitter. He's a good follow shit what's his name fuck i'll drink everybody but he is it's the reese's pieces or reese's peanut butter cup senior bowl and they've done a really good job of building up their brand if you will is making it like a marquee place for these athletes to go and and see or, or show themselves to um shit sorry to, to, sorry, to show, jim nagy jim nagy is his name at well, jim nagy, nagy. Yeah, follow Jim Nagy at Jim Nagy underscore this? SB. What is uh say it again? Sorry, I was talking. Sorry, at Jim Nagy N-A-G-Y underscore SB. He does a senior bowl. I right, check that. Do you think that uh so the senior bowl for all intents and purposes, what is it? This is like an all-star game for like yeah, it, it's an all-star game, and then um I think it's like the worst two records from AFC and NFC head coaching staff comes down. Uh, or one of their worst ones, like uh, Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule, and those guys came down and, and coached uh, in that game. So the the selling point is is getting your tape against top level prospects and guys that play in smaller divisions, D one oh, or D two, D three, and draft positions like those right? guys you're drafting top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and how you go against it, and then also then seeing, um, you know, seeing yourself with um you know nfl coaching right and how these guys like coach you having these guys get a closeness to you um i'm sorry i'm trying to read their their text as well too but they do a good job they've done a much better job of um you know bringing these guys in and 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 they've gotten top flight talent in there as well too um i think the nfl does broadcast a lot of the practices the practices are what get a lot of hype because there's a lot of individual drills like offensive linemen versus defensive linemen and you can really kind of like get a good assessment of how those guys are doing so is the stock up on this is it down is it the same i would say it's i would say it's going up it's going in the upward direction um you know it's never gonna be a perfect thing because you know, the top flight, you know, the, the Trevor Lawrence's are never going to show up because they don't need to show up to compete, but you know, well, that, that's going to talk a little bit about it. So are we seeing like really the best of the best? Are we seeing like guys that don't want to get like us guys that are okay being injured, trying to do like one last kind of like peacock thing before like the combine, like, what are we seeing? We're seeing guys that are not 
already like predetermined to be first round draft picks come in there and so there's no there's with, no first there's no, no there are no there are first round draft picks. Are, yeah okay. there are first but i'm saying like the this guy is an automatic like top five pick we're probably not seeing those guys by and large but fringe late second round guys late first round guys will show up uh terry mclaurin the wide receiver from um washington the washington football team he was in ohio you fill out the rest guy came in and dominated and everyone was blown away a couple years ago about his performance at the senior bowl uh it was drafted in the third round and it's proven out to be hey this guy was a really good player um so you know you could go up there compete show your stuff and um you know i think it's a great like it's a great field for um showing off your talents and competing if you are a competitor uh all right celebrate jump to the other one um veruca rogers oh this is gonna be oh, a lot of aaron Rodgers. Talk. <laughs> what current nfl quarterbacks would you place as each child character in willy wonka and which you be is willy and grandpa joe don't bother using patrick mahomes because he's clearly the lifetime supply of chocolate. All right. All right. Everybody loves the cheese. Oh, sorry. Real quick here. This is a great point for the senior bowl. Sorry. I know I wasn't, you're gonna have to read that question again. Cause I wasn't paying attention, but <laughs> the, the group, um, the senior bowl has added its personnel staff with a group that has a collective of 120 years of NFL experience. Uh, so there is veteran staffs in these, in these all-star games. Um, 41% of the NFL or the 2021 NFL draft played in that senior bowl game. So 41% of 40. Yeah. There's 120 years of NFL coaching experience and 41% of players drafted in the NFL draft played at the senior bowl. I guess good note. I, we all know you're thinking the note you're screaming in, in your minivan. That's just like, why don't you give the emails the most awesome before you fire it up? That's on me guys. I get it. I will give them, <laughs> I will give them the emails. Sometimes I just have to make us look like peers and curveballs is how it works. All right. For Ruka Rogers. There you go. What I'm in now. I'm in and out of now. Would you place as each child character in Willy Wonka and which QB is Willy Wonka and grandpa Joe. Don't bother using Patrick Mahomes because he's clearly the life time supply of chocolate uh, okay what characters are we talking about okay so there's there's the tv kid oh yeah the tv kid uh, uh there's, there's the big kid augustus gloom augustus gloom i know who that is jared jared lorenzen round round of touchdown <laughs> yeah i was gonna say it was like jamarcus russell count oh Jamar- like, that's a good one too yeah it's pretty good jamarcus uh, you're eating all the chocolates jamarcus yeah what's what's the is there one more i feel like we're forgetting a kid is that all the kids there's uh the girl who chews the gum all the time man we really should have done our homework oh yes <laughs> yeah yeah okay willie oh they love when we email there you go and then veruca salt who's a brat yeah we know, well obviously yeah, we we they let it in on you know Aaron Rodgers and Veruca Salt, Charlie Bucket, uh, Veruca Salt, yeah, was Veruca Salt, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, Veruca Salt, absolutely. Would you agree with that? Just yeah, how- Violet, Violet Beauregard, that's the other one. Violet, you're turning Violet. Violet, she's the one. Oh that yeah, Violet Beauregard. Yeah. Okay, so what's the difference between Violet and Veruca Salt? Veruca Salt's the brat. She's like, I want it now. I oh, want Violet. it all yeah. now. Okay, yeah, yeah. Violet. Okay, so who's Violet? I don't know Violet. We're Violet's Violet. the one that chews the gum all the time, and then she eats oh, the yeah. she right. eats the gum that's like the four course meal, and then turns so, into so a creature of habit that's always around. I'm gonna do. I'll do the Red Rifle. 
I'll do the red rifle for Fruka. Oh, Andy Dalton? Andy Oh no no. Oh Andy Dalton. No, no. I want the what's the what's the what's the journeyman? The Bills QB. That's oh, now Ryan Fitzpatrick? Fitzpatrick. Yeah. The Amish yeah. rifle. Amish rifle. Amish rifle. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fine. That's my Vrucus. That's my uh violet Beauregard. Okay, right, Mike, I like it. Mike T V. Mike T V. A little a little nerd tip. Maybe. T- yeah, he always watches TV. So it's right. got to be Peyton Manning, right? Because Peyton Manning, maybe Ooh. that's maybe it's too good because Peyton Manning is always watching film. Maybe that's he, good. He looks, but he looks more like Eli. I don't know. What that, I don't even know what that means. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what that means. Well, Man, he, we should have really gotten out at a goose's clump. That was our best. No, yeah, we did hit that. Well, we're in too deep right now. We're not going to cut this out. But with like, if you had, what situation if you needed like one human being man would you pick eli manning over peyton manning besides like i guess like i need two super bowl wings rings here immediately yeah. that'd be like the <laughs> that'd be the only weird like it wouldn't be like i need a hall of famer like it wouldn't be like i need to like build a desk from scratch like i'm always going peyton manning yeah i'm always going peyton manning too peyton manning's the best you know, they're going to be alternating. Uh, this is where they will really put their muster to this question. Because I believe that they are alternating uh, Monday Night Football games. Eli and Peyton. They're going to be on the on the boob tube. What? We got him? We got yeah. Peyton there? We got Peyton. And I think Eli's showing up. That's just, I don't know if I've seen Eli say more than like three words in a row. I know. Like that ESPN commercial, that'll be... You know, you know what you need. You know what you need, Eli, for when your brother's winning titles and you're stoic in the skybox. That's yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> fucking that's, looking the curmudgeon. That's pretty dope. Like I do. Like as long as like I'm afraid I'm going to see Eli trying, and he doesn't need to try. You got the rings. You're going to sneak into the Hall of Fame by accident because it has to happen. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to do the um? We got time. Do you want to do the Mount Rushmore for these losing teams? Should we do it? Sounds like fun. Oh, were we supposed to do homework on this? Yeah, let's do it. Let's. I don't. But I. You do it live. All right, we'll do it. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Even though we just did a live email where you're just like, man, I wish we prepped for that. I think we (laughs) did do those back to back. But I think you know what? Hey, look. All right. right, Anyone? Anyone? Like to the audience out there that's listening. If if you're just sitting and someone pulled you by the shirt collar and was like, hey, Senior Bowl, go. (laughs) <laughs> how, how much how much would you fucking be right, able to do right right I, i'm saying you nailed it all right thank you all right uh, i'm gonna go from the bottom work 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 our way up uh we're gonna do mount rushmore of these 13 teams one two three four five six seven eight nine ten ten teams but 13 of my 10 all right we got 10 i'm gonna go from the worst uh winning percentage and work our way up tampa bay buccaneers mount rushmore of tampa bay buccaneers uh oh mount rushmore so we're, we're, we're taking four players so yeah. i think you I'm, have I'm to tom brady. yeah default tom brady winning that chip is huge tony dungy tony I'm as a off. player no no go i'll get coach i'll throw a coach up there but he didn't win for tampa bay i thought, I thought you're he thinking of with... chucky you're thinking of chucky because they brought him in from the raiders oh, oh tony tony Dungy was on that the... team though right no 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 i don't think so he was with the colts yeah, no, you know, maybe he's a defensive coordinator. Yeah, I think he, he, I think he was on that squad, but you're right. He was I, I would put I would put um, Warren Sapp. Second. Warren Sapp, yeah. 
and either um, you don't have to put them in order. We just need four faces. No yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I'm with you. Um, and then um, oh shit, what was the linebacker? Derek. Derek. Lewis. Fuck. Derek. Fuck. Martin Gramatica. Martin oh. Gramatica. Right. No, they used to be, we'll go Chucky and we can go uh, Rondé Barber because I can't remember. Or, or, or should we go uh, just for fun, like Vinny Testaverde when he sucked the dick there? Mm, he didn't really suck well, dick. He was just, now we'll do, we'll do uh, so what is it? It's Rondé Barber. Yeah. Rondé Barber, Tom Brady, Chucky, and Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp. Okay. Not bad. Guys, email us at mbsportspodcast.gmail.com if you have any, <laughs> which you probably will. I can't imagine if your work life is just like, I got to pull over and send an email to these guys right now. All right, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, automatically, number one, Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You could put a bit in a Kurt Warner in there as well, too. Oh, Kurt Warner. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Take- you know, and then, Kurt, you know, Kurt I would- Warner had a Super Bowl loss, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So I would say also, too, let's not forget about one Larry Centers, uh, who was a fullback who led who had like 100 catches. Larry Centers was great. Great. in, uh, in some of the Tecmo Super Bowls as well, too. Um, and would you go on the defensive side like Aeneas Williams? He's the guy that uh, the defensive back he ended. He ended uh, Steve Young's career by sacking him and knocking him out unconscious. Oh, back when that was legal, probably no flag on the play. No, yeah, yeah, it was a brutal hit. Uh, or, yeah, oh, just... oh, do we go Pat Tillman with the Cardinals? Oh yeah, gotta yeah, we got to go Pat Tillman. Okay, so you got the four. So read off the four. So we've got Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Larry Centers going all Larrys, uh, Kurt, Kurt Warner, yeah. and Pat Tillman. Pat Tillman. All right, that's good. That's good. Jacksonville Jaguars. Fresh Tony Baselli. I think he's, the, I think he's yeah. their only Hall of Fame left tackle. Yeah. Do you yeah. go Fred Taylor, the running back? I was gonna, I was gonna bring up Fred Taylor, but I, you know, you gotta, you gotta play the cards you were dealt. So we do have to get four people up on here. Um, Fred Taylor. I think Fred Taylor's got to be up there. Tony Baselli for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh I'm trying to think like. Kerry Collins? I don't know. There's not there's not a lot of great like uh Alan. We're doing Fanica. four. We're not we're doing, doing we're not doing to be named. We're Do you doing... put Bortles? Do we put Bortles up there? No, God, no. <laughs> no. Well, I'm, what do, what do well, you want from me? I mean worried about vandalism on oh, the monuments. Yeah. No. Yeah. Keenan McCardell. I think Keenan McCardell was a great wide receiver for them. Had like, you know, when 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 Kerry Collins was there. Yeah, um, I think um what was that didn't it was that Super Bowl run? Who else was on? Who's who's running the helm on the at the pan? Oh no, that was Kerry Collins was the Panthers. You're right. Oh, great, great podcasting right now. Great. Yeah, podcasting. I'm going. I'm going. Fuck that. I'm going. I'm I do. Going, I'm going. Keenan McCardle. Keenan okay, McCardle was great for. We got our four. Yeah. It gets easier. This is the toughest. It gets easier after this. Read our four. Keenan McCardle, Fred Taylor, Tony Baselli, Blake motherfucking Bortles. Wow. Guys, if you want your spot anywhere, if you want to be remembered, go play for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, 
it's all open season, plenty of tables. All right, Atlanta Falcons. Um, uh, Jeff George. Oh, you want to put you Andre Mike Risen? Vick? Andre Risen, Mike Vick. Yeah, Mike Vick. Mike Vick for sure. Mike Vick, Andre Risen, Jamal Anderson, the Dirty Bird. It did invent a dance. Yeah, this will. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. And I don't want multiple. Dion. Who were, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Dion Sanders could get a couple. Yeah, we got to do Dion because none of these teams are gonna had Dion. You know, how many teams do we play for? Three. San Francisco and Dallas and Atlanta and Baltimore. And San Francisco. Oh yeah, San Francisco and Atlanta. And yeah. For like, but he came. I mean, he was like thirty-seven. It was incredible <laughs> that he played for. It was insane that he played defensive back. Is he the best that, athlete of our lifetime? He's like he might be. He, yeah, he yeah, yeah he might be up there. Because it might be Bo Jackson, like if you said that, but yeah, it's just like it's insane. He's got the greatest story, um, draft story. Have you heard this story about Deion Sanders? No, where no. he was, I think it was the Giants, and the Giants were giving like these wild like personality assessments and all these tests and books. They wanted you to fill out all this stuff. And right before the draft, they were talking to Deion Sanders and they're like, hey, Deion, you know, we got to get you to get these, you know, we got to do these tests, these personality tests, and it's going to be a few hours. And he just like stopped him on. He's like, hey, ho, 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 hold up one second real quick. When are you guys drafting? Like what, what number are you guys again? And they're like, we're, we're 10. He's like, oh, I'm going to be gone by then. And I don't have to do this and walked out, just left. Fucking brilliant. What a baller. What a baller. I do like that. I did like his style. Like I, I felt like he created this character and he talked about it like in his 30 for 30 or whatever. I don't yeah. know. It's like, he'd be so much cooler. Like if there was like a little bit more, you know, this is like one guy talking about too. Like it's, it's me talking about it, So he can do what he wants to do, but if he just like act like you've been there, like there's a little too much of like trying to create like neon Dion or like I have this other, but you know what? Like you put on the field, like we said, you put on the field, you can say whatever the fuck you want. So absolutely. Still a rush more move. All right. Cincinnati Bengals work our way up. Your MAMA pairing tip is going to be as we push for the field. That's right. That's right. This is great. I love this. This is way better. We can, uh, we can, we'll get so, it. so, uh, Bangles. Uh, so Icky Woods, Icky Woods. Oh, I'm glad you said Icky Woods. Yeah, An- Anthony man. Munoz too. Let's go. Anthony I know, Munoz. I know you go a little old school. So I know when I have one, I got to jump in there to, yeah, like you didn't feed it. So <laughs> Icky Shuffle for sure. Icky Shuffle. For sure. Yeah. Icky Woods, a- Anthony a- Munoz, AJ Green. Who do you think AJ Green has been anointed? I think so. I mean, give me, you know, you need some like modern day player, still player. I think that's very, and it's like, yeah, I would do that. And I think, I think also Palmer, I think he took him the furthest in the postseason. Yeah. 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 No, I think he, yeah, he had a great career with that. I mean, I'm sure yeah. there's, I'm sure well, there's no. like, like, uh, fuck Steve. Oh no. Boomer Sison. Boomer Sison. Yeah. There's kind of, yeah. Boomer Sison actually be better. Yeah. We got a good boomer. Boomer's, squarely like i i can see him in that helmet boomer size and good call exactly yeah no we're all thinking about like our 1992 like nfl pro cards <laughs> right 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 <laughs> i got to say like we're, so it's boomer size and icky woods uh aj green are you cool with that yeah and then uh, anthony munoz and anthony munoz yeah uh all right houston texans they were going old school texans right uh well, what or, or, or i guess i guess oilers i was thinking like we're going to houston oilers or well, the oilers are Tennessee Texans. Titans. yeah so i think it just has yeah you're right good call so the, this is a relatively like new yeah, era right so you've got this is, J- yeah this is, this is the smallest pool for sure jj watt 
right? I mean, right off the bat. JJ Watt, yeah. Um, Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson, good call. Very good call. Gotta do that. Uh, do you do uh, Arian Foster? Ooh. Yeah, Aaron Foster brought a lot. It was short. It felt short, but I think yeah. it's before we all realized like how short like a running back career could be. So like, yeah, I think I think Aaron Foster. Aaron Foster, like, I also do love that story. Like, he's kind of got a little bit of Tom Brady, like overlooked, not drafted, like just yeah, willing himself to greatness. So yeah, so we'll do those. And I mean, is there is there quarterback? What's the? I mean, you want to go David Carr, who got just abused. I mean, you want to go Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Obviously, we can't do that. No, <laughs> no. Wait. Um, no. What's the What's the one when they wore the letter jackets? Who was the quarterback? And I know people are screaming at the. It looked like he was going to pan out. It wasn't David Carr. It was. He looked like he was going to be the next big thing for like three years. Who was that quarterback in like two thousand like fourteen? They won the. They wore the letter jackets. You stumped they, me on that one. No, no, they were against the Patriots Monday Night Football. Like Texans looked like they were trying to like reseed how the AFC was going to be viewed, and it was like they were the next big thing. And they walked out in like letter jackets, and it was the the quarterback for the Texans. All right, well, you know, you guys are just going to have to. Handle I'm thinking, this. fucking, uh, uh, you're going to say it. I'm going to slam my head against the I'm, counter. I, I'm going to do. I'm going to do it also. Like it's going to be super refreshing. It's, um, Don't say fucking Brian. If you say fucking Brian Hoyer, I'm gonna shit. I'm not gonna say fucking Brian Hoyer. QB Texans. What would it be? It would be 2000. Oh, this is good podcasting. 15 still seems to. He's gonna be a no Brian Hoyer. No. No. Before that, we are on pods and needles right now. Oh my god. Yeah, I gotta cut all this up. What? I keep going. 2013, maybe. I'm not Aaron dead air dead. It's dead. people are screaming out there. I don't care. It is dead air. I'm going to figure out who this quarterback was. Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub. Oh, that's Matt right. Schaub. Matt Schaub. All right. So we're going to do, Man. Doing Matt Schaub? Oh, fuck. We're not leaving a we blank. Do, we got it. We have to go. If we can't leave a blank spot. <laughs> Dim the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For all that, we got to put a Matt Schaub. <laughs> With that much building. All right, so it's Matt Schaub, it's Andre Johnson, it's Aaron Foster, it's JJ Watt. Great. Yeah. No, like it's Matt Schaub. It's Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub. Just progressively balding. Matt Schaub's. Uh, all right, New York Jets. We'll do on um, name. We gotta do John Amen. Yeah. yeah. Gotta do the, the white cleats. Yeah, yeah. I wanna kiss you. Be in a lot of trouble today, but Susie Culver kissing Susie created a whole website. Uh, let's not forget about the great Al Toon, who was a wide receiver in the early 80s, 80s, 90s. Al Toon, I think one of the all time leading receivers in the league. Al Toon, great, great Al Toon. Yeah, you know who I was talking like I was talking to Joe about like Keyshawn Johnson. Is he yeah. more bark than bite? Does he deserve a place somewhere? I was looking it up and give I me think, the damn ball, right? Yeah, yeah, I think he's. I think he's like 22nd, 23rd in all time yards. Like he's not as high as you think he would be for as much as like we like household name. Well, you also had him and like Wayne Corbett. Remember those years, right? Wayne Corbett was like the little white guy from Hofstra. Yeah. And he also, I mean, number one drafted overall, Keyshawn, 
had, I think one year we had like a hundred catches and only one touchdown. Yeah. Someone could correct me on that one. But I mean, for, I'm trying to think of like some of the great, like New York jet defense, defensive players, there's not been a lot that I can think of. Who's that running back I was obsessed with? Like 2000. Sean Green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was just uh, you know, let's put him out there. Let's throw him out there. Yeah, yeah. It's right, our right, right. We're doing okay, it. Uh, uh, just not rush more of how much we fucking talked about. Right. It. And let's let's go fireman, fireman Ed, whatever his name is. The guy is like J-E-T-S-S. <laughs> our first mascot. All right. So we have we have what? We have Altoon, Altoon. Joe Namath, Sean, Sean Green, Green and, and Fireman Ed. <laughs> oh my god, write this down soon. I we lost everybody. We couldn't <laughs> figure out the name of Matt Shop. Detroit Lions. All right, I will hand the microphone over to you sir there you go i mean uh, you know what like you should lock in your four you should see if i can guess them okay, okay. so uh barry sanders no brainer obviously yep. alvin johnson for sure yep um i might be out of gas uh i am too um you know because this is like i'm not gonna say fucking eric kramer or scott mitchell or any of those. Okay, what was it? What's the most recent deepest run for the Lions? Ninety-three, where we where we lost to the Redskins, and like the second round, we beat the we beat the uh, Cowboys. That's the deepest run. Matt Stafford has to be up there. Quite honestly, I know oh, it sounds yeah. ridiculous. No, no, uh, no, it no, it doesn't. Matt Stafford's a good quarterback. Yeah, Matt Stafford is a good quarterback. I'm saying yeah. he has to be. And then um, for our, it wouldn't be a Lions Mount Rushmore if we didn't put on fucking Bobby Lane, the curse of Bobby Lane. We traded Bobby Lane in the 1950s, and he said, "You will never win anything again." The curse of Bobby Lane. Put him on the fucking Mount Rushmore. Nice. That's always nice for me. Like it's scary. We're just like, oh, I'll give the fourth slot to you know, like the mascot or hey, the curse. Like that's always great. Or like yeah. just a description of just like we could have given we could have given the fourth spot to the fucking paper bag. That's what we could have given the fucking fourth spot to. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> just putting it over your head, uh, cutting eye holes in yeah. it. <laughs> Bobby Lane, Matt Stafford, Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders. All yeah. makes sense. Obviously not in that order. New Orleans Saints, the Saints. I mean, obviously Drew Brees, but do you go Archie Manning as well? I don't know. Let me, let's let's work around the other position. But we're, it, I think it's a big list to do two QBs, obviously, unless yes. it's like so. What is I'm trying to like uh, Reggie Bush? Not really. I mean, it grabbed a lot of attention that you trade all those draft picks to do it, but like mm-hmm. it didn't really pan out as a like any. I think their best wide receiver is of all time the one they have now. I guess. Michael Tom, Michael Thomas, maybe uh, Marquise Colston. Remember that big wide receiver? I do. Had? I was I was big on Marquise Colston. Like I get obsessed with. Well, you know me on fantasy draft and league that will not be spoken about. But yeah, I was just like I was all over the guy. Uh, I think I think I'm gonna give it to Alvin Kamara. I know it's like that's super recency biased, but I yeah. think that like you could also do like Pat Swilling was a really good like rush linebacker in the '80s when they were just not a good good team pat swilling was pretty good um what's the kicker lutz didn't they have a leg- legendary kicker will lutz yeah or or oh anderson yeah was yeah it- i think it, i think martin and man martin anderson but i think he played a lot he played for a lot of teams 
Yeah. Those characters always get weird. Yeah. All right, so we'll do. Oh, let's do Mike Dick. Let's get Dick a slot. I uh, know. Oh, you are. He's bears. No, he's too bears. But yeah. I, I do want to. You know what? We'll give a four slot to trading the like the four draft picks or whatever to make that trade. I'm gonna, I want to give that on the Mount Rushmore. Well, that was for but, Ricky Williams, not Reggie. Well, Bush. Ricky Williams. That's right. Yeah, Rick Williams. That's right. Yeah. So, so I do Ricky Williams. That. No, I want to do that trade. Do I don't want to do Rick Williams. I want to do the trade. The trade. Okay. Yeah. Oh yes. Can we do? Yeah. Ditko, can we do Dicko with the roster <laughs> dreads next to Ricky Williams? That'll be the, the yeah. So who do we got? We got uh, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Alvin uh, Michael Thomas, and the trade. Ooh, you're going Michael Thomas. All right. Oh, what'd you have? No, I, oh, no. I was going to say Marcus Colson. I take. Who would you take right now? Well, I mean, considering that Michael Thomas just threw a hissy fit, or maybe I'm holding that against him. Can't yeah, guard Mike. And he's I, from Ohio. You fill out the rest. Yeah, it's like, I get like, okay, I'll do Marcus. I'll do I, mean, Marcus. I, would, I would go fucking Archie Manning over any of those players, quite honestly. Okay, well, let's replace it. Okay, so we'll do... Two we'll quarterbacks. Do, we'll do two quarterbacks. So Drew Brees, Drew Brees, Archie Manning, Marcus Colston. Oh, no, Alvin Kamara. Alvin no, Kamara. You, don't, you don't want the trade? You don't want the trade? I like the trade. No, you like the... Okay, we're going to kick off. Um, I just love seeing Ditka in stone with dreadlocks. I love the idea of like you have three faces and then on a face you have to figure out how to like interpret like this thing that's not yeah. like an actual human bust. Just things that. All right, so it is. Uh, so we're gonna do the two quarterbacks. We'll do Marcus Colston and we'll do the trade. Okay. There it is. Perfect. There it is. All right. Uh, Buffalo Bills. Last one. Last one. Ooh man. I mean, is it hard not to go like straight? Like the yeah, mid the, the mid nineties, like the four Super Bowls. Yeah, you gotta like, go third Thomas, Jim Kelly, uh what uh BB and Thurman Thomas. You said yeah, Thurman Thomas. What about the defensive end? Oh yeah, Thur- Thurman Bruce Thomas Smith. Bruce, Bruce Smith. Yeah, Thurman Thomas, Bruce Smith, Jim Kelly. You uh, don't want to do uh Andre Reed over Don BB? You like the Andre scrappy? Reed, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Andre. That's super easy. That's it. Mar- Marv Levy, you don't want to put him out there. Mm, I do out of like the hats off, but I think we all value players a little bit more than coaches. Unfair. I'm not saying super. No, we did it right. This, this we did that right. We did that very right. Little, very well. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Keep sending emails. Great email. That was a lot of fun. You guys remember the time we Google all that information and we got all the four? You're lucky. Congrats. Um, all right, gotta blow through the MA MA pairing tip. Summer slide. We're going to save that. Run out of time. Keep it to the hour of power. Good job to the Neapolitan showdown. Top things to do on the planes. Bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me and we just disagree. All right, bro. Top things doing a plane. We had a classic, one of the throwbacks we were talking about earlier, yeah. like the worst people on planes, which was so great. It made me think about a little humble brag we have going on. But when we did like the, like we at least riff a little bit. We yeah, little, we, little, we let our hair down. Yeah. What's going on? Is it a lot of fun? Not going on here, but uh, let's figure out. Do you have any like plane habits? Like, are you very, I'm meticulous. Like, I know I unpack my book bag, like before I leave. 
I pack my bag the night of, and I just like, I lay it in and I load it. I take everything off my desk or table and I put all the things that I want to pack. I make sure everything's charging. And then I slowly pack those into my backpack and into like my, uh, my check luggage and then roll out the door. So I'm confident because I hate that, that nagging feeling. just like, did I get everything? Like, I don't yes. have that. I you know, like I know how many things are in my front pocket and my back pocket and my backpack and that, like, I know all that, like from the macro. So that's how I pack and rock and roll. But I imagine it's different kids. Yeah, also, well, you fly. You fly less. Like, how many times a year do you fly? Like two or three? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, uh, this year will be twice. Yeah, usually twice is probably a good number. Um, yeah, fuck, man. But I, I do know that feeling of like needing to know where everything is, like in your pockets, and like putting it in your like you know your little carry-on and making sure that that stuff there um my routine is you know uh fucking pouring sweat as we run onto the airplane you know and then like turning <laughs> the fan on high so i can cool it off yeah there's not too much routine that i that i have to do but i i, I would fall in your camp of like needing to know where kind of everything is they do the same thing when like i'm checking out. i check i stay in hotels a fair bit so like i'll check out of you know but i'll lay out all on that little like desk thing all my stuff's right there like I, there's no like oh shit did i fall under the bed or any of that stuff no 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 it never when i get into the hotel room i don't sprawl out like it all stays pretty tight oh so uh, this is a good question like if you're in a hotel for like three or more days do you unpack and hang your stuff like on did you put things in drawers that's the different people right there's some people like they use the hotel drawers and then some people are just like it's in my suitcase i know where it's at like why am i risking losing this stuff? yeah i mean i would the only thing that i would hang would be like pants or dress like dress shirts or dress pants that are going to get wrinkled everything else stays in the bag how do you take kids through security what is that like do you hold them and walk them through like based on age like the- yeah i mean usually they're pretty good about it the thing is is so here's the deal so we've got three kids So now the kids have got carry-ons. I mean, it's a mad dash with their iPads. My oh, that's funny. You have to you have to look through the you look through to make sure they didn't put like a juice box in there, something that's gonna like trigger it. No, no, because fuck it. At that point, fuck it. Send it down the line. It doesn't matter. They're pulling it out and throwing it away anyways. You know what I mean? So it is like. Dr. Mrs. The commish wrangles the kids, right? She gets them. They usually let them keep their shoes on and we usually go through the metal detector. So I am on, you know, we're unloading laptops, iPads, putting in all the bins. Mom and dad put the shoes in there. Uh, car seats, booster seats, uh, stroller, all full down, have to go in there. I am literally like just sho- i'm fucking shoveling shit onto that little <laughs> trailer just constantly my bet my carry-on their carry-ons yeah people i'm like go around fucking figure <laughs> it out you leave me alone i got this we're firing it down there and then i'm pushing it our shit is so long that then i get nervous that people are going to start fucking with our shit because it's like the whole caravan i'm like trying to like shove yeah. it down the thing I can cut through the the metal detector come out on the other side and then pull all the shit off away from it usually we go like just kind of due north of the trolley unload yeah. it all there put all of our stuff in there make sure we get all the laptops the ipads the 
the surface touches and all the shit that they have to fly, load it all back up, throw it all back on. The great thing with the the stroller is is now it just becomes this like thing where I'm just I'm just a fucking sheep herder herding sheep in the airport. I'm just a pack mule with yeah. stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey dad, get this stuff from here to there. That's yeah. your only and the, the best part is, is like when we start walking to our gate and it's like inevitably someone's like, I'm tired of walking. Can I get on the stroller? It's like, no, no, you may not. Suck it the fuck up. Keep walking. <laughs> Have you ever had things like like left on the conveyor belt that you to like run back for and like see if you could find it? No, because usually we're usually we're there with enough time that it's like we're so not. You don't play, oh, that's good. You don't play around like you get like two hours before the plane's leaving or like three hours or whatever yeah you know we usually try and pick flights especially when we're like leaving that is like conducive to our mornings right so it's like we're not like i, I i'm picking the 9 a.m flight so i can give myself the extra hour we're getting up at six o'clock or six thirty, anyways yeah. you know what i mean kids loading all up it's it's our thing is like the whole night before it's like bags all out ready to go toiletries there and brushes their teeth put in a little comfy clothes for them to wear they hop in the car you know they get in the car we drive to the airport like it's that's pretty like efficient on a regular basis you know what i mean and yeah. then when we're there we're there and it's like you know hopefully we don't hit like crazy traffic or anything like that and we're not having to like sprint to the gate are the kids excited about flying do they get weird about it is there oh like... yeah they get yeah they get they're they're stoked about it they love going on oh, really oh cool yeah. that's is that a little blessing in disguise where it's just like, oh, this could be like one more like nightmare chip on like yeah. what I don't need for this. Like if they were like, not like, it. yeah. Do you, do you remember like pitching it to them their first time? Is it like just, like, I know this is going a little MAMA parent tip, but it's like, oh, this is exciting. We're going to get on this like little taxi in the air. And we're just right. like, oh, I love it. They, all the times that they flew, all of them, they were like infants. They didn't really even know. You know what I mean? And the great thing, uh with dr and mrs the commissions is like you know I, no, thankfully knock on wood none of them like really had too big of an issue flying like we didn't really have like the crying babies dr and mrs commish plugs them in basically starts breastfeeding them on the flight as we start to take off or we have a bottle they'll let through security they'll let a little bit of like breast milk through there so then you just start you plug in the bottle they, they've breastfeed as you're taking off Usually it helps pop their ears if there is any pressure built up in their ears. And then, uh, you know, same thing when we land. Nice. See for the bottom dog ear this. That's great. All right, let's uh, talk through this. So let's assume that the kids are occupied. Top three things we oh. do. On a so assuming now, the kids are occupied. You've just destroyed my whole thing. That your was... entire list. I knew it was going to be on there. That's why you got to do it. Uh, I'll, I'll come out of the gate. Um, I will say, like, here, here's a move I started to make. Like, I do buy gummy bears every time I get on a plane. Ooh. I buy gummy bears and a soda water, and I like to eat the gummy bears because there's just like, so I think we talked about it before. Like, I have a little claustrophobia thing that usually it, it only flares up if I'm just like not enough sleep or something. So it's not normally a thing. But it's like, I do the worst part of a flight for me is like the first like 30 seconds off the ground like you kind of feel the shake a little bit so i like yeah. to eat gummy bears like then and i won't read a book or anything i'll just watch something i'll watch something to eat gummy bears like gummy bears and it's like I'm, I'm a creature of habit so just like always doing that so gummy bears are my number three out of the gate like that's what i do to occupy some time. 
what I do to occupy some time is uh, I take one of the kids that's bored in their seat and I walk up and down the aisles with them so they could see all the people. I'm not, I can't play this game without my kids involved. I don't, I don't, no, I, I don't no, know. No. what. I don't know what that life is. No, that, that's anymore. so funny. This is the first, I think this is the first time we literally had like, we're from two different worlds as yes. adults. Like this is, the, this is one of our yes. first ones. Like, yes. Right. So usually I'm taking a place completely different. I'm usually taking Kamis Jr. up and down the aisles. So he, it's because he's freaking out in his seat and bashing stuff all over the place. So I take him up and down the aisles so he can just see all the different people sitting in there. And we just pace the aisles sometimes. That's, that's why I do to kill some Is he kind of rubberneck? He's just kind of looking at faces? Oh, yeah. He's checking everybody out. Everyone's getting a fucking, you know, a, so you, a, a you wink. Had, you've had years, like you've had half a decade of this. Like it was just like you have the kids and you just kind of like, why you just you kind of pace them like you talked about like at the restaurant like you just kind of like like just walk them around and just yeah but like how do, how do you talk to the girls it's just like hey watch your ipad or whatever or like yeah i mean usually dr and mrs commission will keep an, a bird's eye view for it and uh you know yeah usually they're they're hanging out that we keep them are entertained you, are you the pacer like do yeah. one of you guys pace or you switch it off or you're just like i'm the plane pacer like this uh, yeah i'll be the yeah yeah i can carry them up and uh, up and down the aisles pretty easily so oh it's not another good you're gonna win this there's no way i'm just like the dad lost because i eat gummy bears all right now number two um (laughs) this list sucks now (laughs) (laughs) whatever it's just like it's literally like you're taking care of your family and i'm just like here's my number two Uh, i'll finish off a series i haven't seen which is my number two there you go sometimes sometimes when people are just like because most of my flights are they're longer because usually i'm like if it's New York to LA, like we'll, I'll go back and forth. So there's like longer. So it's like definitely an opportunity to at least be finished off a series or sometimes, which makes this crazy. I want, I want to know your opinion, but I will buy a flight timed for like a football game so I can bet on the football game and then just watch that during the flight. <laughs> makes it like you're really fast. You're just, you're completely dialed in. I'm just like, this is amazing. I, you know, the worst thing is it's, it's betting on, and I did this with the butt fumble game. And I, I did bet on the Patriots, but like you bet on a team, you get on the flight, you assume they're going to have TVs, like they connect, and then they don't. And so you're just in the air for like six hours, just like, did I win that bet? Did I not win that bet? You just <laughs> don't know. It's insane. I love it. Mine, my number two and your yeah. number two are, are almost identical uh, because my number two is fucking with trying to connect the wi-fi to their goddamn amazon fire tablets oh, these things so stink yeah. and then yeah. they look at you you're like why why doesn't i see everyone else with their tablets working uh and then and then we have to sit there in silence for six hours and worry about you know staring out the window or finding something for them to do thankfully most flights now you can plug in and have like little free kid TVs. They can plug their little headphones in there. But yes, mine too is, is finding, you know, something for them to play with close second to that is, is uh, uh, settling any window disputes about who gets to sit in front of the window. That's the oh, other is thing. It, is that figured out now? Was it like uh, a trade? Is it a trade-off? It's, it's a trade-off, but it, so, somehow we never, we always forget who, who did it last. I tell like, and you should i mean just this segment of the podcast but have your girls listen to it it's like the aisle's the place to be i'm an aisle I, yes i'm an aisle I'm guy an aisle too 
Yes. Yeah. If anything that is my like, that is my thing that I need, I like the aisle. Give me the aisle all day. Gotta have the aisle. Gotta have the aisle. Yeah. Like I'm not high maintenance, but like when I get booked to fly and I'm just like, just like I don't care where it is. It could be in the back of the plane because I think it's insane when people are just like, I gotta sit in the front of the plane. It's like for what? You're like 30 right. feet in front of me, and also like our check bags are gonna get there at the same time, and I guarantee you I'll be sitting right next to you before your bag drops. Yeah. So I don't know what your concern is. Uh, I, I love the aisle because it's like I, I don't like the idea of getting in the bathroom and have to talk to like two people would be like oh excuse me excuse me excuse me like yes no, yeah it. yeah you don't want to have to clear your bladder situation with two other people yeah especially if you like to crush those cocktails ah oh, which we're talking okay. about my number one I like to drink on a plane <laughs> you could have blocked this it's already your win you could have doubled yeah. down and maybe get two victory points or wins on uh, my favorite place to drink, which is where this podcast started, which I think we brought it up, is like you and I chatting when I was in an airport bar. Cause yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. It was my time to catch up with most awesome. I was just like, it's my thing. When I'm in an airport bar, I call them. And it's like, I love drinking at the airport bar. I love getting on a plane and being like, it's a fucking bar in the sky. I could sit on here forever. I love that Virgin, Virgin no longer, but Jeb Luke has the same thing. I can order off the screen. So I don't got to rock that button each time. It's just like, oh my God, you hit the button for the fourth time. Hush it. Bring me my drink. I order it on the screen. <laughs> just bring it. Pop the top. Bring it over. I'll open. Oh, uh, I love it. My number one, uh, apologizing to the stranger in front of me who the kids have incessantly kicked <laughs> their fucking seat. That's my number one. That's number do, you, do, you come, do you come like jokey dad style? Do you come like serious face, like doing the best I can? Like what's your, what's your angle? Oh yeah, yeah. Most people, I would say, by and large, everyone's really great. But I definitely like. But I also don't let it get out of control. Usually, I definitely will lean in hard on them to not bother the person in front. Kamish Junior is a little tough because he's two and a half, and you know he doesn't he doesn't listen as well as the girls do at this point. But yeah, yeah it's uh, the other this uh, close second is uh, cleaning up a, a mess that they inver- invariably spilled you know, crackers, uh, water with those open cups. That's a big, messy fucking thing. Um, my, my kids just make a mess every time that they're in a plane. I don't think we've got much further apart in life experiences than this, Nia. And good. We need yeah. to get episode 177, which is kick ass, guys. Thanks for listening. Hot oh, pod, my friend. Victory for my boy. Most awesome. That's do the Lord's work. Take it to kids. Wow. Get on plane. I can. If you gave me that, like, if it was like just pop it. If you gave it to me, it's just like a fear factor thing. It's like, can you get this baby on a plane in New York <laughs> and get it to Los Angeles? And I'd be like, I don't know. Like, to change. Did to change diaper? I can, I'm obsessed with this. We get earmark yeah. of this. Like, are you do. You have to change the diaper sometime in a plane, right? That happens. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can. Usually, you've got enough space in there. You try and, depending on the age, if you can change it right before you hop on usually you can like crank out two hours six hours yeah you're probably gonna have to change a a diaper on a plane oh we did have one time when we were coming back from new york uh first parenting kind of go around commish at blowout diaper just blew through her outfit and in the diaper bag we didn't pack a spare outfit so she was just new diaper completely nude and I just had her covered over with a blanket. And I'm like, yeah, we're the, we're the parents that just have like a naked baby. Naked we had to wait until we, we had to wait till we landed, 
got her bags and pulled out an outfit before we could do that. this baby yeah insane all right i'm gonna come live for a couple months i gotta check this out yeah it's um, wild um all right guys um if you haven't had the email by now it's amazing there's no way you went this deep in the pod and did not catch the email it may be sportspodcast at gmail.com mvp of the week so let's hit him real fast i'm gonna go Giannis. i'm gonna hit him with it yeah even like the finals, like three games in a row. I, I didn't do my research, but it's I think it's it's not as it's not common. It's not common. No. It's just like coming off that energy and just kind of like redefining himself. It still feels like he's on the upswing. And it's really fun. Everybody loves the NBA. Like this is the peak of NBA. And even though this is not the finals anybody predicted or wanted, it's still like the work he's doing is like legit franchise change. Yeah. Excellent. I'm going to go with the MDEN, which is the official uh, sponsor retail partner with the University of Michigan. Uh, we've talked to, we didn't really touch too much on the NIL stuff, but they have partnered with uh, a bunch of the football players, the Michigan football players, to create a custom uh, jersey to be sold on there and proceeds will be split and shared with those players. So one of the first uh schools that i have seen that the like an official like school apparel has like reached a, a deal with the entire football team or oh, close nice. to it yeah nice. oh real fast i, I kind of forget. do you want to start mab car or nascar mab league oh the the indian the indian mabulous yes 100 yes. the pine box derby or pine pine yes. car derby yes i want to do this okay we're gonna do it pinewood Should derby be, we'll have more information next pod reminds about this but this is a little off-season thing that'll be super fun to play uh you basically you'll make a pine car you'll send it to us and we'll have them race all across the country and we'll do pole position everything like we'll do as we do in mad league which is blow it out it'll be amazing it's up in the sports podcast at gmail.com i am brandana once you sign yourself off blow sauce Pod ants, I know when you start this pod, you've got your little ritual, which is getting a little Mabby Bears and Soda Pod. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.